Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball down the field. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times thanks to teammates like you and Visa. Because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us in our communities. Because they know where you shop matters, Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. And remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Down in Chicago. But there's a foundation there of players that has been created over time. The Vans expect some tough competition today. In addition to Nick Foles, we've increased competition at a critical position. Sayers, ducking through. Hey, heads it through the middle, touchdown! We need to figure out offensively what is our identity. But I can tell you guys right now, we're ready for everything. It's week two. Bears beat the Giants in their home opener. And now it's time for the good stuff. The Hogan Johns Podcast. Trubisky, a threat to run, flips it to the outside. It is caught by Montgomery. Montgomery makes a move upfield and breaks it to the clear. Touchdown, Bears. Trubisky will air it out. End zone. Touchdown. Makes the connection with Mooney. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hope. Popped up in the air, and it's intercepted. Picked off by Love. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Oh, what a catch along the sideline. And it is. The Giants, James Bradbury. Together, they're Hogan Johns. Bears trying to hold on. Four seconds left. Jones steps up. And it's over. But if you don't win, you can't have fun. So we wanted to win so we could dance. Well, Johns, we know better. It can't just be easy. Never. Never with these Bears. Ever. You know, my colleague, J.J. Stankovitz, came up to me at halftime, come up with our game plan, and he was going to write about how, for once, the Bears had an easy victory. And it was all downhill from there. (laughs) It just, it felt like a game the Giants could win after a while. And that is not a good thought if you're the Bears, but you take it. 2-0, barely 2-0. You escaped Detroit with that victory. You maybe not so much escaped Soldier Field with this victory, but it was definitely hard-earned, more hard, hard-earned than you than you want it to be. But you're 2-0. You can feel good about that, only to a point, I would say. And I feel like some of the Bears have acknowledged that reality. Yeah, this didn't really feel like, uh, not that we get to go in the locker room this year in 2020, but just going off the post-game Zoom calls and – Nagy even kind of mentioned it, too, that it didn't seem like it was a a win that they were necessarily going crazy about. And he even admitted that right now they just are kind of okay. We're going to be better. Just okay. Just okay. We're going to be better than okay, though, on this podcast. We're going to be fabulous. We are. (laughs) Uh, Welcome in. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. My column's up. Mitch, the Bears trying to get four quarters of consistency together. Can they do it? They're going to have to do it. So you can read that. Uh, and, of course, all Johnson stuff is up on The Athletic. Kevin Fishbane as well. Uh, and we should tell you that right now there's a great deal up there. If for some reason you're not a subscriber, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go 
That's Hogue and John's. And it's $1 a month right now for 12 months. If you're not signed up, you should be. It's a great promo right there, theathletic.com slash Hogue and John's. We should also mention the voicemail line. It's open. Call in 872-221-0046. 872-221-0046. That's where you call. Leave us some voicemails. The best ones make Tuesday's podcast. Where should we start? Start with the quarterback. Where else? At times, he looked awesome. Coming off that three-touchdown fourth quarter in Detroit last week, Mitch was on the money early on in this game. The Bears were moving at a great first drive, which we don't get to say too often about this team. Uh, And he was improvising. He was making plays with his feet, then putting the ball where it should be so his receivers could make plays. That's the type of guy you want. When there's not weren't necessarily plays to be made, Mitch was buying the time and making a play out of nothing. Uh, both his touchdowns were that way. And then in the second half, it's just not how the rest of the game went. No, no, definitely not. I, I definitely liked, and I think the Bears should be very encouraged that their two touchdowns scored today against the Giants were improvised plays because that's what you need your quarterback to do. The play breaks down. He gets out, looks for his receivers, finds them in stride or finds them open in the end zone, makes the plays that you need. David Montgomery in open space in the open field. Darnell Mooney coming back to him in the end zone. We actually saw him direct a little traffic. You absolutely should like that. As the game went on, I kept thinking about that Anthony Miller drop in the end zone and like yeah. what that would have done for Trubisky because that's a rhythm timing throw. Right? It was a pick play. Miller came open in the end zone right through his hands, a drop touchdown. That would have felt great for Trubisky. As much as we like seeing those improvised plays, a rhythm throw, a timing throw like that where it's dropped. Matt Nagy called it a dime. Matt Nagy called it a dime. dime. It was a dime. I felt like that stuck with them a bit, especially when it came to those rhythmic plays that they needed to make later on, um, especially in the second half. Here's what I think you like. Is that the things they focused on this week, Mitch came out and did early. You know, that first drive, they got off to a much better start. The focus was on third down because they were not good enough last week on third down. Get these numbers. With six minutes left in the third quarter, Johns, the Bears were 9 of 12 on third down. Mitch was 10 of 12 completing passes on those third downs. And two of the ones they didn't get... One was that drop touchdown we talked about with Anthony Miller. And the other one was a third and 18. So basically at that point in the game, Trubisky had been close to perfect on third down, which was huge. And then there was that other pass that Anthony Miller didn't catch. Now, I'm not sure that was as easy. The third and six out of bounds? Yes, but it hit him in the hands. and Both hands, not just the yeah. one out, one-handed outreach that you see from Anthony Miller every now and then, but it was both hands. It was a play that was there to be made. From that point on, the Bears went 0 for 4 on third down. From that point, the rest of the game. And I thought that was a huge difference. And I think that that bringing up those two plays from Anthony Miller, you know, we I think we talked about this last week. Even when the great quarterbacks are having good games, it's not all just with the court. There are still throws in there where the wide receivers are making the quarterback look good or picking them up when things aren't perfect. And in this case, 
I thought there were times today where his wide receivers let him down. Yes. A couple of those were great passes, like the touchdown throw to Anthony Miller that he just didn't catch. And then a couple of those, I thought both of the interceptions involving Allen Robinson. The first one's probably not the best decision. The second one wasn't the best throw. I'm not sure either play needed to end up in an interception, though, if the wide receiver makes a better play, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I feel like Allen Robinson should be his own segment for this podcast. So do you want to play Nagy or Trubisky right now? <laughs> That's a good – okay, good. And, and, and then get on. Look at you tip. improvising yes. and quarterbacking. Yes. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, sure, because they, they both talked about this. Let's start with, uh, with some Matt Nagy after the game. Here's the head coach. Um, so first off, I, I want to start by saying, um, you know, our thoughts are out there in regards to with, with Saquon and hopefully he's okay. Uh, you know, we have so much respect for him as a, as a player. And so I, I hope he's okay. Credit to the uh, coach judge and that staff. Um, he's doing a really good job right now with that football team. They battle hard and you see, they took us to the very end and, and um, he's doing some great things there. So credit to them uh, in regards to the game for us. Um, you know, we started out well. I thought the defense getting those couple turnovers, the offense being able to turn them into some points uh, for the offense in that first half, that first drive going four, four for four on third down was was good. We needed that to start out with the drive. Um, and then, you know, uh, coming out in the, in the third and fourth quarter, uh, we just we need to be better offensively. We, we have to score more points. Um, didn't happen, but for our defense to be able to hold these guys at the, at the very end now for two games in a row. We like that. You know, we're 2-0. and We're not dwelling on being, you know, feeling like it's a tale of two halves. We're 2-0. and That part we like. But we do know we have a lot of improvement, too. So there's a lot of good, good and bad in this game. First question, Dan Wiederer. Matt, both of Mitch's touchdown passes were off script and, and not by the design of the play. Your thoughts on him just being able to keep two plays alive and then turn them into six? Yeah, so Dan, uh, that that's that does happen a lot, and I think with, with that's a credit to him when you get a team that likes to drop eight a lot, and that I don't know if that was necessarily that play, but sometimes you'll you'll have that where they just want to zone you out and make you make plays, uh, and that last one happened to be one there where I thought uh, Mitch did a good job at extending the play, and then he gave his guy an opportunity to to make that touchdown catch. Um, and so, again, I said it on the front end. I think that that Giants defense, the things that they do, they're pretty good. Uh, and we just wanted to be able to uh, continue staying with that run as much as we could. And I felt like our offensive line, tight ends, and running backs did a good job at that. Jeff Dickerson. And like you said, the defense, you know, when they had to, they held them out uh, at the end for the second straight week. But just overall, the first two games, has this group played the way you thought they, they were going to play early on your defense? Did, um, well, for last week, no, they, they didn't. But, you know, they, they uh, for them to keep them where they were with 13 total points in this game and getting those turnovers um, and then uh, playing pretty well this game, I thought, you know, you got to be pretty happy with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them. We can always be better. Our, our guys expect a lot. But, again, for Robert Quinn to come in his very first play and have a strip sack, um, you know, it, it does take a little bit of time as you start kind of creating who you are. But the, the only thing that matters right now uh, is the 2-0. and And then we just got to make sure that any area we can, we just keep getting better at it. JJ? Matt, to have two turnovers in the second half with a 17-point lead, what was your initial diagnosis of those two plays? Yeah, the first one um, – 
it was a contested catch. The kid made a good play. The defensive back made a good play on the ball, popping it up in the air. Very similar to what happened to us last week in Detroit. Uh, and so I'll have to go back and look whether or not we, you know, what the deal was there with the, with, with, um, the receiver and, and Mitch. And then the last one is just kind of unfortunate. Um, you know, we're in that position to give, go to, you know, one of our best players on the team and give him a chance to make a play. And I mean, I, I thought he had it and then just coming down, it slipped out. And to their credit, he made a good play, uh, to pick it off. So it's unfortunate, but it's, that's a part of uh, the game. Jason. Matt, I know you're very um, self-aware of process versus result. I know 2-0 and looks good on paper, but do you feel like this has been a good start to the season? Yeah, Jason, I think, um, like you're saying, I mean, 2-0 and in this league, I just told the guys in the locker room, it's one of the things I said is, is uh, you know, it doesn't, like, the way that ended and just, you know, the guys are tired and, and the way it went with scoring no points in the second half, it certainly doesn't feel as exciting as it was last week when you when we won with a comeback and scoring all of our points in the in the fourth quarter. So, but I also told our guys, now listen, it is not easy to win in this league. I don't care who you're playing, and we're two and zero. So, what we got to do now is we got to go back and we got to balance out. Okay, where are we at as a team right now? Do we like our identity, offense, defense, special teams? How can we get better? And, um, and that's what we'll do. I, I have all the confidence world, our coaches, and then the players, they'll criticize themselves too. Do you, though? Do you like where you're at? Um, I would say we're just okay right now. You know, I think we expect uh, a little better, but I'm not criticizing our players and coaches. I just That's a part of, of being in the second week with no preseason. So we have high expectations, and we want to be better. So I, I, I think that that just um, speaks to who our guys are as people. Yep. Adam Hogue. Hey, Matt. Uh, the fourth down play late that ended up in Bobby Massey's arms. What did you see there? What was supposed to happen? Um, we were looking for an outflank with uh, David Montgomery in the flat. They zoned it out, and uh, Mitch ex- tried to extend the play by by throwing it to uh, to his um, his tight end there that was in, that was sitting there, um, you know, in that hook curl zone, and and uh, and then it got tipped. And so sometimes that's just how it goes. I looked over, and uh, Bobby caught the ball, ended up falling forward. And, I, I, you know, that, that's just how it goes. I wish we would have ended with some points there. We didn't get any points. But that was a big part of the game and being able to kind of chew up that clock a little bit since they were getting close to being out of timeouts or being out of timeouts. Brad Biggs. Talking about kind of running the clock down on the Giants at the end there. In the four-minute offense, you had some nice runs. I'm assuming you just need some, some third-down conversions to sort of walk away from this game feeling better about it? Yeah, probably. I, that that part I liked. I think some. I think they said it was twelve plays and around fifty nine yards. Uh, when they know you're going to run the football because you're trying to chew up the clock, but yet we still want to be aggressive and attacking. And uh, you know they made a play there. Mitch, I thought was heady by uh, not not forcing the ball on the throw. He's. I thought for a second he was going to run out of bounds, and he stayed in bounds and slid. And then we had an opportunity for the 50, 50 yard field goal, which you know you want to be closer to be able to kick that, but you have to at least give it an attempt to, to go up seven. So. Um, I like that part of the offense in regards to being able to run the football, but we got to, at that point in time right there, we got to be able to score a touchdown field goal at minimum to be able to, to make it a, at least a seven point game. Kevin Fishbane. Hey Matt, you know, we talked a lot about the third down last week. Uh, what did you see from Mitch in the passing game, especially in that first drive that some of the progress and maybe showed some of the signs of fixing what, what went wrong in Detroit? Yeah. Um, so, number one, I don't think – I think the first four that we had, they were all under seven. You might correct me if I'm right or wrong on that, but I think they were all under seven, which helps. 
Uh, a couple of them were runs. So that, that helps too. And uh, that was kind of some of our thought going into this, which is important. So we want to be able to, to do that. And then at the end, to be able for Mitch to use his legs and float that ball over top the defender, he's a weapon with his legs. So um, that part was good. I just, again, we want to make sure that in that third and fourth quarter, we're converting on third downs to be able to, to get more, more possessions and more, more points. Mike Berman. Hey man, you mentioned it earlier, uh, getting a stop there on the last play of the game in back-to-back weeks. Um, what, what's that like on the sideline as you get set for that final play and then back-to-back weeks having to survive on the last play? Yeah. Well, I'd rather it not come down to that, Mike. You know, it's, uh, it's to have it come down to the last play, and then when you see the penalty, whenever you see a flag at the end, your, your heart stops to think that they're going to have maybe the ball at the one. But um, that's this game, and we've been harping on situational football, and I got to give credit to Chuck Pagano and his staff on defense and then the players to execute. Uh, this is two games in a row now um, that we were able to, to learn from last week and get better this week. And, again, I don't want to take away from the fact that we're 2-0 and right now. I, I think that that's very important for all of our players to understand and recognize that we are 2-0. and But what's great about that is that we know in a lot of areas we can be a lot better. Mark Potash. Yeah, man. What was what was the difference uh, in the first half and second half for Trubisky? What was it? Was it the way the game went, or was it was it him? What what really made? Why was he so much less effective in one half than the other? Yeah, you know, Mark. I, I hate to not give you an answer just because I gotta I gotta see the tape, and I'll probably be able to answer that better um, the next time that we all talk. I don't know that. I just felt like, um, you know. Uh, if it was some of the third downs that we got into that we weren't converting. I know we started out four for four. I think we ended up, um, you know, nine, nine for 16, but I got to go back and look and see what really is going on. Um, there was a couple throws. I thought he made a good throw. Uh, you know, he, go back and think now that, that one throw that he made to Anthony Miller in the end zone, that was a dime. I mean, he dropped an absolute dime on that throw. And, uh, um, you know, Anthony didn't come down with it, but that, that's how this game goes. But that was a hell of a throw that Mitch made right there. And that, that was a big time play. We'll do two more for Coach Dan Wiederer. Yeah, Matt, wanted to ask about that that throw to Anthony because that's a, a short field possession that you got via the the, the Quinn strip sack, and uh, you don't come away with with more than three there. What was your level of frustration there in that sequence? Yeah, it, well, we 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 came away with three, but we would have loved to come away with that seven, especially just because that gets the energy going when you make a good throw like that and you make a big catch. Those guys got that connection going. I know it wasn't there today. Um, but, and then those guys executed, we got, we got man. And they, that's why we called that play is so, uh, we were able to get what we wanted and, and now, um, it didn't happen. So I think when you can get three points, we'll take it. We'd rather much have the touchdown. So we just try to stay positive there on the sideline. And, and, uh, as we go through that last one, Jason, um, Matt, just curious why, uh, Ted Ginn was inactive and if that's any connection to how Mooney has been performing for you. Um, yeah, I would say there's a little bit of that. I mean, Mooney's, Mooney's, uh, uh, you know, he's playing well and he's doing, but, but with Ted, I mean, he, he was, uh, you know, he's, he's been in this league a little while. And I just think numbers wise right now for us with where we were, it was something that we didn't have to do. We felt like with some of the packages that we were doing in regards to him not playing as much special teams. So that's probably the biggest thing. But I just want to say that Ted Ginn has been really, really good for us in a lot of different ways. And he's going to become an important part of this team here as we go. And there's nothing, I mean, it's nothing other than just probably numbers and and, uh, where we are at personnel-wise today.
All right, guys, y'all take care. All right, there's the head coach, Matt Nagy, after the game. And uh, before we follow up and discuss that, we're going to take a quick timeout, uh, and then we'll come back and discuss what Nagy had to say. Well, Johns, Bears managed to hang on for the victory. We're here socially distanced doing our post-game podcast. And during this time of social distancing, celebrating a Bears win with friends over a beer might look a little different. Hey, but it's always Miller time in Chicago. The Bears and Miller Lite are two iconic parts of Chicago. And Adam, the Bears are 2-0. and So we know some people are stuck in a house with their roommates and partners. Others are back home with their family. Some are keeping their interactions strictly digital. You and I are here in Soldier Field safely six feet apart, but I'm staring at the Miller Lite loft there in the south end zone. And no matter where you are watching these games, it's always Miller time in Chicago. Pick up Miller Lite for your game day needs. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right, Adam, what I want to talk about is his description of the pass to Allen Robinson. To me... Look, Mitch's decision on that play is going to be scrutinized because it's Mitch Trubisky. Everything he does. Are you talking about the first or second one? Sec- or sorry, the second okay. interception. Okay. Because everything Mitch Trubisky does, like where he's going out to dinner tonight, is going to be critiqued if he's going out to dinner. Yeah, ideally he he's not going out yes. to dinner. If he is, then that'll Wherever be Wherever he's getting carry out <laughs> is getting critiqued because okay. that's the life Mitch Trubisky has to live in Chicago. I did not mind his decision to go to his number one wide receiver, a receiver who wants to get paid like a number one wide receiver on in single coverage on a jump ball. Okay, could that pass have been better? Sure. Were there other options on that play? Sure. But the end result cannot happen. That ball still hit Allen Robinson in his arms, in his chest, and it was ripped from him, not by some amazing all-pro cornerback. I, I'm throwing James Perry under the bus here a little bit, but it was a heck of a play, but that cannot happen. Absolutely cannot happen. That interception is on Allen Robinson. Yes. I mean, that would be a prime example of a wide receiver. It didn't have to end in an interception if the, if the wide receiver does his part of the job. And I thought it was interesting that if you looked up at the, the TV monitors, and for all of our listeners who are watching on TV because nobody was here at Soldier Field. By the way, we are here. This is the first podcast we've done, I think, in six months in the same spot. In person? Is that accurate? Yeah. I think it is. We are socially distanced, though. About six and a half feet apart. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, for those watching on TV, you saw after both interceptions, a shot of Allen Robinson on the bench, sitting down, very upset with himself, it looked like. I, on both of them. Even the first one, which I thought the first one was forced a little bit. Don't know if it was the greatest throw. But even Nagy mentioned, I'm gonna have to go. He said he's gonna have to go back and look and see what was going on between the quarterback. There was some kind of disconnect there. I, I think, I think the ideally, yes, it will be interesting to hear from Matt Nagy tomorrow. But after he watches the film, but I think ideally, looking at a couple replays of that, you want your receiver to keep coming back to you for that play. It was a real bang bang play, quick play action. Uh, he was only looking like look, Trubisky has that tendency to stare down Al Robinson. I'm not disagreeing with anyone who wants to argue that like it, he stared him down but maybe a play could have been made there a bit so l- let me pose a question to you Adam do you think that anything from this past week the the wiping clean of the social media accounts of Bears mentions the 
the public negotiations now that are playing out with Allen Robinson's camp and, and the Bears. Multiple reports about what, what the Bears are looking for, what Allen Robinson's side is looking for, the public negotiations, which the Bears surely don't like. Do you think that everything from this past week played a role in the performance that Allen Robinson had today here at Soldier Field? I think it's a great question. Um, I don't think it's one that we can definitively answer. But three catches on nine targets for a total of 33 yards and two of the targets ending up in interceptions, at least one of which one clearly fell, a, a large percentage of it on the wide receiver. The timing's interesting. I mean, this isn't... We don't see Allen Robinson have these types of games usually. So for it to be happening, I mean, let's just say it. I mean, these first two weeks haven't been great games for Allen Robinson. There haven't been the Allen Robinson type of games that we're used to seeing. So I don't necessarily think that this contract thing's becoming a distraction for the team. In some ways, it's actually kind of galvanizing them and rallying them together behind one of their favorite teammates. But I think I think it's fair to say that it's distracting the wide receiver a little bit. I mean, I, I think the the both sides would like to get a deal done, and I wonder, kind of twisting your question a little bit, I wonder if this game impacts that. Um, I don't think it changes the Bears' offer, but maybe it changes what Robinson's able to ex- or willing to accept just to put this behind him, so he can concentrate fully on football. Yeah. Here's another layer to this discussion today. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Bosa, Solomon Thomas, David Montgomery left this game for a little bit. Just look on Twitter during the, the course of the, the early games here on Sunday. A lot of in- injuries across the NFL. And you wonder if that's in the back of his head. Because he suffered an injury mm-hmm. like this before in Jacksonville. So that lingers. The, the pressure is put on yourself. You don't have that... Security down the line. Maybe you're playing too tight. Again, I, this is all my hi- hypothesis, but this is something that played out this past week. It was actually started by Allen Robinson himself wiping clean his social media. Now, that being said, there, the report that was out this week that the Bears are looking more at Cooper Cup's deal as a comparison. I think that was Dan Gra- Graziano's report. He seems to be all over this, too. Come on. Allen Robinson should get more than Cooper. Yeah, Cup. I 100% agree with you. Come on. I mean, I, if, that, I, if I, that's I, true, if that's where the Bears are stuck right now, I, I don't like hearing that. Up it to 18 per year. That's That seems like a good see, compromise here. I, I don't think the Bears would have a problem going to 18 or 18-5. Yeah. It, it almost makes you wonder if he's looking at it a, a bit more. Maybe. Michael Thomas money. I don't, and, think, I don't think he's going to get DeAndre Hopkins money. Well, he shouldn't. But... You definitely bring certain information to the table in order to gain leverage. Like you start at two far parts, you know, two you know opposite sides of the spectrum. You got to find that common ground, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Graziano's report made a lot of sense because you have three wide receivers: Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup. That last year basically posted identical numbers. Now they have different overall careers. But they're similar in age. They had identical seasons last year. And you had Cooper end up at about $16 million per year. 
and Keenan end up at twenty million per year. That's a big gap. And trying to figure out where A Rob should fall in that. Okay, I sort of understand why they're stuck a little bit, but you would hope the Bears would at least go to eighteen. Now yeah. maybe Allen's not, maybe he's asking for more. Than yeah, that. but that seems to be the common it, ground. It, it here. almost seems too easy. Yeah. Now I'll say this: I don't think his performance today will impact any negotiations they have tonight, Monday, Tuesday. This is a guy they still want. This is a guy they still believe in. But today was a bad game for him. You could safely describe this as a considerably underwhelming performance by one of your best players today here at Soldier Field against a pretty underwhelming defense. Meanwhile, Tariq Cohen got one overnight. I thought that was interesting. Fair, mo- I thought it's fair money for a guy that hasn't put up huge numbers but is still a key piece of this offense. Um, but just interesting timing in the middle of all this Allen Robinson stuff. And Tariq Cohen publicly backing that they extend Allen Robinson. They extend AR. Hashtag yeah. started with him. So, Meanwhile, there was a, an extend TC process carrying out behind the scenes. Yeah. Which may have been delaying some of the Allen Robinson stuff, for all we know. Um, the stuff gets complicated. I think everybody would like to see it done, though, and I do wonder if it gets done. I kind of thought earlier, I guess the last two weeks, I thought he'd have a contract before kickoff, and it hasn't happened. So I don't know, but I think there's a strong argument to be made that both the offense and the wide receiver would be in a better place on the field producing uh, if the deal did get done. Yeah, yeah. I know we're taking a quick break here, but I almost wonder. Now, I don't think it changes negotiations from the Bears' side. But how today played out with the injuries and his performance, I wonder if it changes negotiations from Robinson's side a bit. Or are they really entrenched on their, you know, where, where the, the, the proverbial line in the sand has been drawn? It'll be interesting to see what plays out this week. Hopefully it doesn't take another uh, bad turn. Maybe we'll take a better turn. We'll have to see. All right, let's take a quick timeout. Then we'll come back and uh, look more big picture of these two wins for the Bears. Who are 2-0? and We'll be right back. This is the Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Okay, Johns, they're 2-0. I think they got to thank the schedule makers a little bit, but you never know how you play. But you, you, you just play who's in front of you. You find a way to win. 
as our guy David Kaplan would say, you find a way to win a football game. The Bears have done that. Um, it's better than losing the two right. two football games in heartbreaking, you know, fashion that causes anarchy. You know, like it's just. But I think it's important we drive home this point. There seems to be an acceptance of reality. Those are, those are actual terms, words, phrasing I've used in my column. Mm-hmm. Column, the acceptance of reality that they're two and zero, but it doesn't feel good as normal two and O's should feel like. It's you're left wanting more. You're left feeling disappointed about a, a lot of areas of your game. We mentioned Trubisky's ebbs and flows. There it is, ebbs and flows. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, the the running game. It was a little up and down today. I didn't say ebbs and flows, but I just did say ebbs and flows. You can, though. I, That's ebbs and flows. Uh, even, even the defense. Like, this was a depleted offense, and here, here's Daniel Jones missing his, his best threat, getting down to the Bears' 10-yard line with a chance to win the game in the final seconds. Not good. Too close for comfort, I'd say, for a lot of people at home. Yeah, you know, in a, in a way, it's been a microcosm of the entire Nagy Trubisky era. Ooh. The tantalizing potential, but then the need a word the uh, torturing inconsistency, yeah, yeah, the disconcerting closeness of games. But those things <laughs> they keep hitting each other. I mean, there's potential. There's those. I mean, dude, Trubisky. Those, some of those plays were next level today. I mean, really, really top notch NFL quarterbacking to to. And, and okay, fine. It's against the Giants. The Giants still have some players on defense. You saw a guy make some incredible plays defensively. I'm uh, gonna give James Bradbury better due. He 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 had a heck of a game today. Those he, were some he, he's great a pretty darn plays. good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got to give credit to the defense sometimes. But I'm just saying, the you see the way the Bears' offense was clicking, and then there's just and it's not always Mitch. It's just somebody drops the ball, and in this case, literally drops the ball. Anthony Miller's got to make that play in the end zone. And he's got to make that third down catch. And who knows how this game plays out differently. Um, So it's not just Mitch. It's the whole offense. There's just every single game seems like there's something missing. They never just have that game where it all clicks and they just beat a bad team soundly, which is what should have happened today. Yeah. And they've had performances like that. I'm thinking of the Cowboys game here, right? Like where you feel just overall better about what you saw from the Bears, specifically Nagy and Trubisky. But but today, yeah, they were off in a lot of facets again. It's not all in the quarterback. But let me say this. I, I like the changes that have been made schematically on offense, and I feel like there's something real that can be realized here. Like this offense could actually be more consistent and finish – I don't know, at least middle of the pack by the end of the year. If they can get more consistent play out of... And it, I, again, I, I this doesn't seem like a game where it should all be pinned on the quarterback. He didn't get enough help around him, I didn't feel like. But I also don't want to be making excuses for him because he still needs to be consistent over four quarters. Like, all of that can be true at the same time. And so... I, I guess what I'm saying is... I feel like there there's something there that can actually be grabbed this year 
but I don't know how optimistic I am that they're actually going to figure it out because they we just don't ever. Well, I mean, you brought up an example at the Cowboys game last year, but it just I don't feel great about it. If that makes sense, how do you feel about the defense? I'm still left wanting more. Like I felt like they should have overwhelmed the Giants. Yeah, today. they showed signs in the first quarter that that was going to happen. I mean, there was you're sitting there in the first half going, "There's no way the Giants are yeah. going to come back and win this game." And I would have said that even if you had told me at halftime, hey, the Bears aren't going to score another point. And I still would have said, well, based on what I just saw from the defense, I'm not sure the Giants are going to score either. So this game's over. So yeah, they also did not play consistent four quarters. This is really the whole team. They need to find a way to, to put together a full game. But they are 2-0. Mm-hmm. It's better than being 0-2. All the math that I know, even John Fox would agree. <laughs> That two and zero, like John Fox's Bears would be zero and two. That's a fair point. Yeah, Matt Nagy's are are two and zero. So you you take it. There's, I'll be Mister Positive. Go figure me here, Mister Positive on this. It's easier to identify your mistakes and graciously try to fix them when you have a winning record. The Falcons they blew a massive lead. Go figure, the Falcons. (laughs) Blew a massive lead today. It was great for my fantasy team. Yeah, oh, Cowboys. A lot of Dak Cowboys Prescott. action. Oh, and someone went bold and played C.D. Lamb over D.K. Metcalf because looked at the matchup. Wasn't feeling so good about that until all of a sudden, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes after the Bears game ended, I decided to check what's going on around the league, and I saw the Cowboys came back, and I was like, oh, that worked out nicely. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a weird year. Here we are. I mean, usually the stadium is empty at this time where you have the people cleaning up and screaming at each other, you know, mm-hmm. that that crew. But um, this is a different year, and there is – I think there's just a, a bevy of, of examples out there for a lot of teams in this league. Look, look at my guy Kirk Cousins today. At one point, he had like a 0.0 pass <laughs> rating today against the Colts. Like – there's a lot of things that are, that that, that they lost have, again, right? Yeah, they lost yeah, to the Colts. They don't look good. Yeah, the Colts don't exactly look overly no. impressive either. So there's a lot of teams they have to figure a lot of things out, and the Bears are in that mix. All in, the entire NFL, except for maybe the Chiefs, are in that court right now. So just bear with them. Two and zero is a lot better than zero and two. Before we got out of here, what did you think of the uh, pass interference call on Eddie Jackson? Didn't like it. Didn't like it one bit. See, I thought he did go through the receiver, hit him. I thought the timing was wasn't he there at the same time as the ball? I thought he hit the I thought he hit the receiver before the ball got there. It was bang bang. He's making a play on the ball. It was inter- do you see his post game tweet? I saw the one about Barkley. Oh, he also tweeted though saying that it was a terrible call and the referee even said my bad to him. <laughs> I don't know if it's still up there. He yeah, might, that's he one might, he might, he might want to delete. delete that one. But uh, I find it hard to believe, though, that the ref actually said that to him, though. I'm actually. Let me be clear. I'm just. Let me. I'm not doubting that he said it because Eddie Jackson tweeted it. It must have happened. What I'm saying is, I'm surprised that the referee said that because I didn't. I think. I think the call can be justified. Yeah. What a huge call! In see, the game, see, I, I thought that was the defense closing it out. 
That's the play they needed yeah. to end this. And then we talk about we'd be talking about a much different game. Yes. The the feel, the vibe would be different. Instead, you had Daniel Jones throwing one final pass from the ten yard line into your end zone. It's a very half you could half glass full, half empty approach to the way you look at these two games. They both came down to throws into the end zone on the final plays. Yes. Well, don't forget in Detroit they had the touchdown. It should, yes. But a drop. Feel bad for Saquon Barkley, man. That sucks. It's never good when the game loses one of its bright stars. He's a superstar. He's a good dude. He does some great stuff for 22Q, which is what my son has. So that one, that sucks to see. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, I don't want to see any player go down with an injury, and there's a lot of them today with some serious, serious injuries. So um, thoughts about Saquon Barkley because that's a, that's a big – that's a tough one to swallow. Uh, we need to get out of here because uh, with COVID protocols, they actually do kick us out of here. Two-hour deadline. Got a half hour to spare. Um, yes. Finish my column. Well, I got a, some uh, work here with the podcast, too, to get it in <laughs> before I get kicked out of here. Uh, and I think at some point, I need to go on with my buddies, Hamp and OB, who that I'm sure fun. are thrilled. Yes. Well. I'm sure they're looking glass half full. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you may want to just remind them that they are 2-0 instead of 0-2. Oh, love those guys. Uh, all right. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Our post-game reaction is up. Get me at NBCSportsChicago.com. Johnsy's on The Athletic, theathletic.com, slash Hogan Johns. But right now, you can get... 12 months of The Athletic for a dollar a month. That's a pretty sweet deal. I believe the math adds up to $12. I believe that's correct. Which would be the same as two touchdowns or four field goals. Very good. Not including extra points for those people that would like to argue with me. Right Insert now. John Fox. I'm not a math major. I don't major. have the sign. I am a math major, but I wasn't. Whatever you said. We, we don't have it here because we're back in person at the stadium, which is a good feeling, even though it was very, very weird. I don't, I don't like this. We'll see if fans can attend at some point this season. That's a whole other story from Friday. Maybe we bring back on Tuesday and discuss. Hey, but the Bears are 2-0. Enjoy it. Voicemail line's open. We want to hear you. Call in. Give us your thoughts on uh, the Bears' start to the season. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that, all our loyal listeners out there. Thanks so much for listening, subscribing. Tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is important. We will talk to you Tuesday. See ya. Go Bears.